This edition of My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Val Performance, the team behind the Nordboard, Force Decks, the Groin Bar, and Human Track. Guys, the most important ability for all of our athletes is availability, and that's the absolute goal of Val Performance, is to provide solutions to performance professionals so that we can get the right information to make the right decision at the right time for the betterment of the athletes that we get to work with. To do this, guys, they have a wide range of validated products that focus on usability, and having been founded by the School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences at the Queensland University of Technology, they're extremely evidence-based and they're beyond transparent. I can tell you that our time using the Nordboard and being involved with Forstex, we have been introduced to so many amazing people that have truly helped us become better coaches, have a better understanding, not just of the technology, but also what we're doing with our athletes. So make sure you hop over to ValPerformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have, whether it be programming whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, you'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world, from everything, from career advice, to training modalities, to programming. There's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. Today, guys, I kind of want to have a little bit of a different sort of talk slash rant when it comes to something that's really picked up some steam here in the sports performance world, and it's I think it's something that is really awesome, but I think it's something, too, that we really need to keep, you know, under check or at least an eye on and, and have a pretty solid understanding of. And that's the role of metrics in what we do. Um, you know, and, and this stems from something that, that I'm really lucky to be in a situation to be in, right? I, I've got some really awesome kids that I get to work with. I, I get some really, really great young student-athletes um, that I get to spend time with every day that are always inquisitive. Um, they're always trying to find better ways that we can do things. They're always trying to be educated and understand what's going on when it comes to things and what we're doing and what we're looking at and what we're trying to progress and how we're trying to move forward and things of that nature. And, and the same with the younger high school kids that I get to work with. I'm really, really lucky that I've got some kids that, that have been able to take a step back 
learn, understand the principles of what we're doing, and are now starting to try to learn to piece all the pieces together to this puzzle with everything from what we monitor to what we evaluate to how we move forward to progressions and regressions with exercise to what carries over, what doesn't, how they feel, how they don't feel, and things of that nature. But I think that there's one metric that's really, really grown a lot in popularity that has really, really taken off in, in kind of its shall we call it, it's like power share in the world of physical preparation and how athletes are training and, and evolving and what we're looking at with them. And, and that's HRV, oddly enough. Um, and I think that in some ways, it's being a little bit misinterpreted and it's starting to become a little bit overrated with what we're looking at. I get it. Right now, I can hear you guys saying it. Whoa, Jay DeMeo just said that HRV is overrated. I mean, he's sitting here talking to us with his aura ring on. And he's you can almost still see the sticker from on his forehead from the Omega Wave he ran this morning. Like, this guy looks at HRV all the time. And you're right. I do. But I want to talk about how we're looking at it in conjunction with how um, it's being perceived right now. And it's being interpreted and how people are communicating about it. Because I think that right now there are some aspects where we're missing the forest with the, you know, for the trees with what we're doing. Because HRV definitely can tell us or it can at least give us a glimpse into the functioning state of the autonomic nervous system, right? We know that. Well, we, we can infer that from what the numbers tell us, right? We know that as variability declines, we are leaning more towards the activation of the sympathetic branch of the autonomic nervous system. And we know that the sympathetic branch is the fight or flight, right? Is the heart rate up, so your variability decreases. It's, you know, blood going out to the extremities and your brain trying to be cognizantly better so that it can remember. Basically, in these times of stress where you would have been like, uh-oh, here comes a lion, you remember how to get away from the lion, right? And then when it gets too big of a variability then you're in your parasympathetic branch, right? Your parasympathetic branch is activated. And that is your recovery and restoration, right? So there's problem one, is that what is sometimes misinterpreted with HRV continually increasing as being a positive thing, at times, if it gets too high and stays too high, can show that an athlete is not able to get out of this recovery state or is in a state of parasympathetic overreaching. This is actually way more common than you would think. And in a sport like, say, basketball, where most of the work they do is that middle-level work, you do see this. It's not as uncommon as you would think. Um, so when people tell you that when we measure this number, which more often than not is RMSSD, right, which is, the root mean of the square of the standard deviation of the time between your R to R intervals. And they say that the higher it is, the more, quote, ready you are. Um, but that's not necessarily the case, right? Because if it's too high and you're constantly in this parasympathetic state, some things that we know is your heart rate doesn't go up as high as it should when you need to do these activities, right? And that you know, you, you have these like lethargic type feelings and you don't 
have the like excitement and the the, the, the fired upness, if you may, because you're you're so far over to this side that you can't get to that. Can't's not the right word, but I think you know what I mean. You have a harder time getting over to the excitement state, the fight state. Um, so you don't have those ebbs and flows that you're supposed to have when it comes to stress, recover, stress, recover, stress, recover. The other issue is that all of these devices take about a 250-ish, 200 to 250-ish beat reading, right? Which is like four to five minutes for most people. Well, let's just say to make math easy that you're like some stud athlete and you got a 40 beat per minute heartbeat. That's six minutes. So you're looking at 10% of an hour. How does 10% of 1 24th of the day determine what your entire state for the whole day is? When in fact, we know that there are a ton of things that can change your stress level. There are a ton of things that may not change your stress level. There are things that impact you and only you based on how you are interpreting the stress. You see an X. Maybe you care. Maybe you don't. Right? You see your significant other. Maybe that helps. Maybe it doesn't. You know, you these kids take a test. Maybe it goes down. Maybe it doesn't if they do or don't care. We don't know. But in order for us to take there, take a number, right, and to look at it, a number from, say, 7 o'clock in the morning, and to think that that's going to be their exact state of what they call readiness, um, or where I would look at it as where their stress level is, at, that, at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I think we would all say is probably pretty naive, that there's a lot of things that can happen in those eight hours that can either make it go up or down. It can make a day be great or be garbage. And when we sit here and we try to just utilize that number at that time to determine something later, then we get into trouble. Now, before we keep going, one, yep, I did it. When we started using the Omega Wave, we wanted consistent times. We did it all at the same time. We took the numbers at the same time. And it's what dictated what I did for the whole day. You're right. I did it. We had success with it, I think. I mean, I, it seemed to be, it seemed to work pretty well for us. But it's also the reason why we've gone to these. Um, and by these, for those of you just listening, is the Aura Ring. Because I also know that everything that we do brings about some sort of pill fatigue, right? Nobody likes doing the same thing every day, all the time. It gets boring. It gets annoying. Especially when you're doing something that may or may not impact something to bring about a change or at the very least the change that you want it to bring about so we utilize this to look at a couple things we utilize the aura because it does take in a full nighttime hrv reading so we know what their average hrv is while they're sleeping we know that it also is going to give us some sort of a viewpoint as to what they're sleeping is like and this is i guess they're saying one of the better ones when it comes to this um to be honest i haven't read enough research to say one way or the other but i do know that my guys seem to think the guys that are using it seem to think it does and i seem to think it does and all we're looking at with this is if their score their readiness score from when they slept is going to be a b or higher 
they slept well and they their HIV and their sleeping's pretty good. Unless something happens during the day, we're just gonna go right into training and go as is, plan, let's keep going to plan. Because even though we know, even though we know that things could have changed throughout the day, what we also know is that if they slept well enough, if you read Dr. Quorum's chapter in the manual volume four, hint, 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 star, 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 you know that sleep has a drastic impact on omega tree, right? And we know that they at least didn't have a high level of stress when they were sleeping so that they probably recovered pretty good. So unless they come to me and they're like, yo, Jay, today blew X, Y, and Z happened. Ugh, I just don't know. I'm like tripping about this or that. Or da, 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 da. Okay, then we'll take a reading. But if we don't need to, we don't. But if they either didn't sleep well or their readiness score isn't great, then when they come in, why not take a reading? Let's make sure that whatever we did through the day either helped us or didn't help us so that if it didn't help us, we now know that we need to make changes to the training so that we can be best ready for what's most important and that is to go out and do our skill work with our team at practice. Um, so that's the change that we've made adding this in because we know, right, that between the time the HRV is taken initially and when we're going to do our work, there could be changes, but we also know that people get pill fatigue. So if we do this too often, they're just gonna kind of start to resent it. Um, and unfortunately, I'm not as cool with people as Charlie is, and Dr. Weingroff can get these pros to do it every day, and I, I know that I've got some guys that will, and some guys that'll tell me to go kick rocks. So if we can look at what the, what the ring tells us and figure out, hey, Today's a day, today's not a day. Today's a day, today's not a day. And even more so, look, like what if you, who was listening to this right now, what if maybe yours, when it's below a B, right? So you get 81 down are days where you typically have alterations to your training. But what if the person sitting next to you right now, when their readiness is about a 75 on this in the morning, they come in and after lunch and they're good to go, right? Well, then the person next to you, when they have a C or higher, they don't need to take a reading because we know that that's where they are. And that's the last thing that I think that we miss the boat on at times is understanding that all these metrics are completely individual. And we try to sit here and say, look at John versus Jane. And we try to compare what they do when in reality, you can't do that because different people interpret things differently and are in different states with everything, fitness or how they function or how they eat and how they sleep and what their family's like and what they were doing for their entire life before they saw you. So to sit here and try to interpret everyone's number the same way is really gonna be hard because you're gonna, you're gonna miss the, the outliers and you gotta understand that there are going to be outliers. So that's just my rant for today. I think that, yeah, HRV's helpful. Yeah, I look at it a lot. Yeah, and we use it for a lot of different things to help our kids do better. But we have to remember that none of these numbers are a deity, and we have to also know their limitations before we start giving these kids the business about what these numbers are telling us. Because at the end of the day, we need to use the numbers to drive better decisions, to bring better training interventions, not to sit here and pick fights and pick on kids, because that's just not cool. So, as always, guys, truly appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. 
We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I'll see you then.